0: Listen Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Broadsheet's Features Editor, and I host this short guide to Sydney. Right now at Carriageworks, there's a playful and reflective exhibition by Australian and Fijian artist Solote Tuwale. It's her biggest solo exhibition with life-size installations of a bamboo boat. There's a partial replica of a corrugated iron home, giant cardboard faces, and my favourite, a karaoke machine you can actually use. Thanks so much for coming in. <laughs> the karaoke is what drew me into the room. So you have hear... sung the song. So the instrumental, yeah, to Backstreet Boys "I Want It That Way," yeah, was just drawing me. Of course, drawing me in. So I, I had to sneak around and find this particular room and pick up the mic. But let's, that's great. That's what it's designed to do.
1: That is what it's, it's designed like, to where do. Where is that music? And why does it sound like a karaoke
0: version? It's such a cool element of this exhibition, but I want to give some context first. Yes. So you have said that the exhibition, which is called I Remember You, you've said it's kind of like a memory bank. Can you tell us what all of these various different sized objects and, and materials that you're working with, some of them are ones that you might find like cardboard or plywood um, or even corrugated iron, right? What do they all kind of bring together for you? Yeah, I guess when um, Anna from Carriage Works commissioned
1: me to make this work, uh, I'd been thinking for a little while about how memory informs our identity, like this idea of where we've come from. Um, and I guess what I really wanted to do was then look at how abstract that can be at times. And it's the collation of all these little abstract elements, and that can be a texture, a room, some lighting, something somebody says. You know, you can have a focused Mm. part of a memory. Curtains? uh, Curtains, yes, curtains, like a a curtain room divider, that kind of thing, and how that can just sort of, you know, uh, be this collation of like how I situate myself as a Fijian-Australian woman living in Sydney, having grown up in Melbourne. Uh, and, you know, who has an experience of their village and their family back home, that kind of, um, and these kind of relationships and how that places me uh, today where I am. And so really my first audience for that, I guess, is other people who have this experience of maybe a Pacific village Back home, uh, and you know they're also taken by the texture of
0: something or this divider curtain that you've uh, mentioned. I mention it because of because of this replica, this like this huge, dominating building, which is, I believe, a kind of a, a home that you have lived in or you've had experience of living in.
1: Yeah, it's very much like a Fijian village home that's made of corrugated iron, uh, usually back, you know. You can really tell my age. Well, I can tell my age from these things, like the songs chosen. Uh, You know, there's more and more houses with room dividers, like actual architectural dividers. But we used to have this um, curtain. It was many curtains of different material. And so then I've taken that opportunity in, in making a replica of that curtain. It's not just a replica. It's also using materials that have this sort of relationship to Uh, moments in my own life like my mum used to always try and make me wear a paisley shirt so there's a paisley section to the material and um, you know there's that kind of material that looks like that 70s cushioning on those foam couches that would fold out into two single beds so there's all these textures and elements and materiality that other people it doesn't matter who you are might
0: have be taken back to like a nostalgic moment in their own lives. So you work with materials that you've been able to find or source or reuse. How do you then grapple with this this specific memory, like something that you really want to include in there that you might not be able to find easily?
1: Well, I mean, I started with the bigger elements because, you know, carriage works is a big space. And so the house, you know, straight away, I'm looking for a materiality too that is a part of all of my histories. And so corrugated iron is something that you find in a lot of places and especially in Fiji, especially in Australia, uh, and timber. And so there's sometimes there's differences, like the kind of timber that's used to build said house is a little bit different. And uh, the mats, I could have got a pandanus mat for the house floor and that would take me and a lot of people back to that village house moment, uh, except you know, in Australia with the, uh, less, the ability to get less pandanus mats, I chose to get these Pacific folding mats that are plastic um, machine-made, really colourful mats to put on the floor as well. So there's this kind of engagement of what it's like to live in the diaspora.
0: So this particular building that you can walk all the way around and you can kind of peer in, there's a, there's a figure a plywood figure uh, sat kneeling on the floor. Who is that or what does that represent? That's
1: There's always when you go into a village or when anything's happening, or, and not just a village, even a Fijian home, you know, because of the temperature, quite often a door's open and there's always an auntie or someone peering out. So I wanted that particular memory to come out. So as you walk down past the house, all of a sudden there's this figure that's uh, peering, you, peering at you a painted cutout
0: and then as you walk around towards the back of the building or the back from the entrance of this particular bay where you've got the exhibition there's this is where the sound is coming from this is where there's a karaoke machine set up the room is dark there are there's kind of plastic ivy there's um lights flashing everywhere a couch and you can also pick up the mics and have a song so what what's that all about what's that memory tapping into i guess it's um also, the, the there's a karaoke
1: video there, and that video is uh, cut from videos that I've made over the last 15 years. And it's surprisingly how much 15 years of video making that I've got enough uh, scenes and elements in those videos to make a pretty cool uh, karaoke video. And so uh, I was thinking also about, you know, having your own space and what that no, you've just showed me. So I'm just going to show
0: Solote <laughs> a, a, a picture of herself on screen in one of these music videos that you've cut together, which is it's just so entertaining as you're kind of watching the screen. Yeah, there's my my boy bands in that actually forevermore. Uh, yes,
1: and, and the one the picture you've shown me is I look like a vampire. I was watching a lot of True Blood at the time of uh, making that video, <laughs> but yeah. So the uh, it's this sort of like space that is my kind of idea of a good a good relaxing time. Often when there's a lot going on, I like to sing karaoke just to kind of relax and exercise out uh, all the energy and pressure of things that
0: are going on. I mean, the Backstreet Boys spoke to me. You can now guess my age. I'm probably close to you. Why were the other songs chosen, or what are the other songs? Actually, I'll just say
1: the Backstreet Boys is more universal than you would think karaoke wise. I've seen that, that, like, that's intergenerational. And then the other songs are classic kind of rock ballads, which also speak to my own history growing up in Melbourne, Australia. Mm-hmm. And just the kind of music that we were listening to in the high school, you know, that, that isn't in this uh, Bon Jovi, but we're listening to like Bon Jovi, cheap trick, uh, rock. And, you know, uh, as a Pacific Australian person, I think quite often people expect that I've listened to a lot of R&B, which isn't untrue,
0: but also, you know, rock was the thing when I was a teenager. Part of that fabric of your your growing up and who you are and thinking about your identity. There's a washing line that's right outside of that room, and it has it has this garment which has extra long sleeves on it, and it's made up of lots of different things. But if you look really closely, it tells a tells a story, tells history.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a lot of materials that I've collected in Fiji uh, material shops and the arms stretch for about 12 metres. One stretches back into a painting of the sea, and the other kind of stretches further into the exhibition, and really like speaks about that history, the colonial project, the way that uh, exchange and material, uh, even plant life have kind of made its way across the oceans. And so you've got it's also a bit of a timeline you've got these older kind of sulu which is a sarong material uh designs that kind of look a bit Samoan more uh into like a more current stage where there's more like Fiji specific fabric prints right up until the last time I was in a shop there were these Dutch wax, wax fabrics and so I've got um Dutch wax fabrics into the shape of uh an English fisherman's uh, jersey or vest, which is something I picked up while I was on residency in the UK, which I really loved. But I was also thinking about that as this garment that has also travelled quite a bit. And um, and also, you know, the Dutch wax fabrics, there's artists like Yinka Shonabari, there's artists that have talked about the history of that. It's like this uh, thing, the Dutch brought to Indonesia to replace batik and then Indonesians were like, no, batik is this handmade, it's not going to replace it. And somehow they end up in Africa and the Africans love them and then we see those kind of materials, uh, like the designs changing in relation to the place where they're in. So it sort of speaks about not just my history but the greater
0: kind of like world histories in a way. You also have this huge boat that is at the front of the exhibition and I know that that's something that you encountered because you went to a museum. Yes. So so what are those feelings when you're making this particular boat and you want to show it to people at the start of the exhibition? What is that representing for you?
1: Well, I guess the house and the boat have this similar kind of um – They're they're specific and poignant memories in my life. The first time that I saw the boat, and there was two boats in the Fiji Museum at the time. They've kind of changed the exhibit around a bit. Uh, And one is this like amazingly made drua. Uh, And then there's this bilibili, which is uh, just clumps of uh, bamboo all put together. It's like a massive raft, but it also has a place to sleep on board, a kitchen, and then the front of it. There's a bike. There's a bike. There's Mine has a bike. to cook
0: food on.
1: There's I, yeah, kitchen
0: utensils. There's a plastic bag for waste, <laughs> I'm guessing.
1: It's a bit of a Marie Kondo glamping vibe for me because, you know, I have a lot, being an artist, I think I've got a lot of stuff. And so I tried to slim that down. We've put extra decks on it for sunbathing. I'm th- I think of it as my holiday billy billy. Um, yeah. And so th- actually there's that first moment as a kid when I f- I could just, I saw myself as a part of a diaspora leaving between two places and, you know, always being from the other place when you're in that other particular uh, place. And um, I thought, oh, you know what, I can live on that. But then I got really logistical about it. It was like, oh, I can't live in the middle between Australia and Fiji. I need to live closer to one or the other so that I can get my meat and veggies, you know.
0: <laughs> which is a far more of a deeper question, really, about which one you associate with slightly more or which one is part of uh, a stronger part of your identity, even if you could think of it that way. I know that right now your studio space is yes. right next to Carriage Works. It's in the clothing store. So you really, you're really working right where the exhibition is and right where people can kind of see what you're doing. Has the history of the area or the architecture or anything like that informed what you're working on?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I think as an installation artist, that's always kind of important. Uh, also, you know, carriage works is a very large space, as you, most people who've been there will see. There's the architecture of its, you know, play. Uh, it used to be for the trains, you know, so uh, of course it's massive, and then it's also an exhibition space. It has white walls, and so you know, I had to think about the how enormous the space is. But also, like, what if with this kind of enormity and this kind of architecture, what can I place that creates a space that other people can come into and sort of get this idea that there's a lot of memories in this place? That mm-hmm. and, and that's a lot of uh, space to put energies in that people are going to have to walk around. So, yeah, definitely um, walked by and looked in the window a lot for the last two years. <laughs> Fortunately, the space felt smaller and smaller the longer I spent in there, but also big enough to how, you know, the the boat is just over 13 metres. So it's like, you know, that's why you would put that there because the space of that um, foyer, it's massive. So what fits in there spatially but also speaks to and is that first experience for you as you walk into the exhibition it's almost like you sail in because you you walk past this uh boat that just seems to be uh moored mm. where it is
0: if your first experience is peering through the windows you see these almost necklace like hanging they are it faces. is a necklace they're massive necklaces yeah and it, it they're just they're so amusing and but also so playful and, and a lot deeper than that i think there's there's meaning behind every item that you've used and the, the kind of faces that are depicted. Can you describe a couple for us?
1: Yeah, because the faces aren't of actual people. I think that's a different kind of energy. I was trying to make faces that were about memories, collective memories and personal memories. So there's like, you know, the 5am burger um, and there's, you know, my f- dog's favorite game is ball. So there's a tennis ball mask. Uh, there's also what I call my t- colonial teardrop mask. It's sort of like a melting sculpture that's coming out of the eye of another of uh, of the mask. And so they,
0: so they kind is that of that one string or string tears. There was definitely one. That oh, the string. Like was string yeah, tears. that's the
1: um uh, religion versus like. Uh, in competition with our Indigenous kind of learnings and how that works out. Yeah, so it, they really come from, uh, from moments a lot of the time and they are all made from, like, you know, I spent a bit of time getting some cardboard from the IKEA uh, bins. I really wanted to make something that was uh, readily available and that I could recycle in a way.
0: As part of the exhibition, you've, also had these family workshops and cooking demonstrations. And I know there's another one coming up at the end of January. That's going to be a great one. So who's involved in that one? What are you cooking? Uh, Well, actually, I'm not cooking. I'm having a a discussion
1: with um, Chorchi Ravula, Dr. Chorchi Ravula from the University of Sydney. And uh, we are talking about being of Pacific heritage and living in the diaspora, diaspora in kind of the context of this exhibition but we've also got some uh, delicious Fijian food as a snack and we just this weekend it was 40 degrees uh, but at the markets uh, my friend Claire Van Buren from Bloodwood Persepa Morelli um, and I did our fantasy cooking show where we made Coconda, which is sort of like a Fijian ceviche uh, it was a delicious morning of eating fish <laughs> And uh, and Flank Collective did a really great kids program where kids made cardboard works of their own memories and feelings about stuff. Actually, I think a lot of the parents got in on that. There's a lot of parental <laughs> influence on the designs.
0: I think that's because it does. it speaks to so many people. As you've mentioned before, there's this sense of universality, even if it's. We keep harking on about the Backstreet Boys, but that particular music yeah, playing really does yeah. have a lot of um, universality to it, or at least people are drawn in by that. Did you secretly sing? Not secretly. I, I filmed it. I can show you on my phone. Great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did it and um, I felt instantly embarrassed and you can hear it in my voice as I suddenly <laughs> dropped down. I just couldn't help but hit some of those keynotes. You have to.
1: You have to. It's a responsibility.
0: If you also feel like venturing into Carriage Works and just having kind of five minutes of karaoke, either by yourself or with some absolute strangers when the markets are on, I Remember You is on now at Carriageworks and it's free to check out. The exhibition closes on Sunday, January 28th. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. And that's all we have time for today. Of course, you can stay up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore sid on Instagram.
1: SNAP Production.